You want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Round one. We all went for Sydney bar uh, one bloke who went for Hawthorne. One that knows the numbers. Five contested possessions for Zach Gillis. With sizzling hot takes. I'm not even sure it's the worst trade Carlton have done in the last five years, to be honest. <laughs> and unique analysis. Everyone knows a redhead that's just good at football. You want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! I don't think anyone in the entire world is a footy expert after round seven because that was just one of the weirdest rounds of football that's ever, ever happened. We're going to tip that off. Uh, Rudy's rant's going to come early this week. Talk about Collingwood, the Demons. We don't know where they're at. Uh, Rodney Eads, weird take on, on China. Plus, give me something in players of the round. It is the Greenfield Post footy podcast. You are with Rabs Warren. Joining me, as always, Rudy Edsel. How are you going, Rudy? I am very hungover. Mm-hmm. Yourself? Yeah, I'm going very well, mate. Apologies first, or commiserations after the A-League Grand Final last night. These are footy podcasts, so that's enough to talk about soccer. Uh, Ethan, how are you going, mate? Good, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. A little so, bit more lively than Rudy. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, we're very lucky to have a podcast this week because we did get an inbox from Rudy Edsel last night uh, with a photo of him drinking a beer saying, I am 100%. What was it? What was the quote, mate? 100%. Oh, I, I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, I think it was... There is a 100% chance there's not going to be a podcast tomorrow. It was long those lines. Yeah, I think I said there was 0% chance of a podcast. So we're here. At that point, there was 0% chance of a podcast. (laughs) As always, we're going to kick it off with the players of the round. I think universally, we can all say that uh, that game from Buddy Franklin was sensational. Eight goals for. It was one of those games, a heart back to the Dunstall era, where whenever the ball went near him, you knew something was going to happen. He'd been playing more up the ground the last few weeks, but I think Longmire just said, you go forward. Mm. Brisbane don't have any defenders. Mm. So I, I clear think, space, I, clear space for the big budster. <laughs> Franklin's paddock, sort of. Thing. Yeah, oh, you've, there's got to be a Franklin's field. Yeah, Franklin's field, or yeah. a, uh, you need some kind of like buddy. Uh, I can't think. Buddy's of backyard. Yeah, there you go. Buddy's backyard. We're going to go with that. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah, coined, we've coined, coined, we've coined one. I'm here. trademarking this if anyone wants to <laughs> steal it and you pay know me royalties and stuff. He's the best forward of the game seen in the last well 10, 15 years, twenty years maybe. That game for Harris Andrews, he'll learn a hell of a lot from that. Like he was dominated, but he'll learn. Yeah, and he's going to be a very good player, Harris Andrews. He's so. extraordinary. He's not, he's not the uh, worst defender to get towed up by Buddy Franklin. To be fair, no, mm. no, he's definitely not. So <laughs> <he's>, Michael Fruita, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Thompson, uh, every, pretty 13, much er- 13. Yes, pretty much every North Melbourne defender has played on him. Uh, Eith, who was your player of the round, mate? Uh, I can't go past Mark Murphy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Rebs. Um, yeah, just more more his season as much as anything. Like it was. You know, it was a big stage for Murphy to do what he's been doing all year. He had 30 touches, only player on the ground to reach that figure. And he's he's just back to his best. He looks fit. He looks healthy. He's taking control through the midfield. He's leading Carlton through the midfield. They're a young team, and they need someone like Murphy standing up and winning 30 touches a game. That's what he's doing, mm. and he's doing it so well. And you know what? Like He just looks like a, a standout figure. And you talk about stand-up figures and midfielders. Rudy, your player of the round, does not look like a stand-up figure, but geez, he was good. No, he, he looks like um, Jack Stevens my Jack Steven is my man. And he, he looks like he normally spends his Friday nights like punching cones and, and like drinking <laughs> Woodstock cans. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, listening to ACDC. But <laughs> on last Friday night, he uh, just had the lazy 29 touches at seven clearances in a two goals, including that absolute stonker that, that sealed the game. Mm. You know, when he kicked that, you it, it was a massive moment. You knew GWS had done because they'd been pretty average the whole night. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it's just a massive moment from a, a bloke who can seriously play the game. He he seriously can. He's got a haircut that you know sort of yells or screams, "I'm from Bendigo," and it turns <laughs> out he's. He's from, uh, he's originally from South Australia. So pretty much oh, yeah. South Australia he's, is Bendigo. He's from Snowtown. Yeah. Well, no, well, he's not. No, he's not uh, <laughs> uh, my player of the round, uh, and I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, is Jared Wade. He was, <laughs> he was sensational. Six goals, 22 touches, eight marks, 13 score involvements, and in the most Jared Wade thing ever, probably going to get suspended for a week as well for a sling tackle. Mm. Okay, so I, said, uh, I said this to you in our little group chat. It's the circle of weight. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, Inaccurate, he has an inaccurate game, gets injured in it, <laughs> comes back, boot six in a dominant performance against the best team in the land, gets suspended. Yep. It's, you know, it's like the entire spectrum of Jared Waite, you know, in, in seven weeks. Yeah. So I'm, try, try, I'm trying to think of like an actor or something who just made his name around being a cameo. Well, luckily for you, mate, in two weeks, because you'll probably get suspended for one for that tackle. They got Melbourne. See, so he'll come back, he'll kick zero oh. goals, 13, and get injured. <laughs> 13. Yeah. <laughs> it's a second reference to that already. Uh, we've already, we, look, I said in the intro, it was such a weird round of football. Every, what was it? What was the stat? Like every lower ranked team in every game had the victory. Yeah. First time in history that's ever happened. Hmm. It's crazy when that's you think about range. it. Well, the, they weren't all that weird though. I mean. Oh, I most mean, of them were. They were, I mean, they were. There was definitely some weird ones, but. Um, well, what was I, what? What do you reckon was the weirdest result for you? Oh, definitely North Melbourne. Yeah, Adelaide. By, they kicked, they kicked ten. They had twenty-eight inside fifties and kicked ten-four in the first quarter. Sixty-four to nothing. Eighteen shots on goal in the first quarter. <laughs> Four of them went out in bounds. Sixty-four <laughs> to nothing. It's it was mental. It was uh, I like I I was saying it to someone in the office at the time. I, I don't have anywhere in my brain to put that information of what happened in that that first quarter. Yeah. It's, just, it's just in the miscellaneous file. Yeah, we'll like, just look back on the season and go, why? It was, it was super weird because <laughs> Adelaide have, have more or less dominated every game they played bar the showdown. And then for them to just come out and get spanked like that, it just didn't make any sense. Me- they, they conceded 35 scoring shots in the end. Do you think that, that you, know, you see that score at halftime, you're like, oh, it's Tassie. It's probably, it's probably blowing 400 kilometers an hour win. They'll come back. And they just didn't. They just didn't really come back at all. It was um, almost almost the highlight of that game was just looking on Twitter and seeing all the North supporters I follow and just seeing you know North supporters everywhere going like, we can still lose this. Like, <laughs> like, like shit, this isn't over. <laughs> You're up 64 to nil at quarter time, which you'll never see again <laughs> against a 6-0 team. And you're like, shit, it isn't over. It's just I, it's they weren't Like I said, though, they weren't all weird results. Um, no. It... Um, well, that it made a lot of sense to me that Carlton won. I tipped them. Yeah. I knew that was coming. But we're going to touch on that yeah. later on. Um, I was pretty glad to see Sydney fin- finally get a win, though, because now he can stop seeing, like, you know, Unibet and, uh, you know, those type of uh, operations putting out those shit Owen gags. I've no, had I'm more than enough of those. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you, Sydney, for finally getting off the mat. Uh, th- I mean, the Saints win on Friday night was electric. It was Awesome to watch, but you said North Adelaide was definitely the weirdest. Collingwood Carlton, that was always on the cards. West Coast, well, they weren't playing at the MCG, so we knew they were going to be a lot better. They've got a good record there, Mm. a really good record there. Yeah, I I think West Coast and how they play is almost determined on the size of the ground. Like, the wider the ground, the more shit they are, because (laughs) they just need that. They need that condensed space to be able to zone properly and, you know, the, the Weagles web bullshit that I'm completely seeing <laughs> hearing is being brought up again. And, you know, they, they just need that 
they need that lack of space to mm, be able yeah. to to be able to almost flood teams, and the MCG doesn't allow that. Mm. Adelaide Oval sort of does. It's only about it's less than 130 meters wide. It's more closer to, and it's long as well. It's more closer to Domain Stadium. Yeah. So um, I th- not I th- far from home. The Cats are getting lost in the wash a bit. They are. Uh, that I, I, was I, a, I thought it was a really poor performance. Well, that's the second weirdest result I reckon for the weekend. But I mean, the soft underbelly of, of Geelong started to to show in the last few weeks. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what it is about Geelong. I'm Henderson a, very well, laid out. Yeah, I am. I'm an experienced Geelong watcher, and um, they literally cannot afford one injury in their to their top twenty two. Mm. They just can't, especially any key any key position player. I mean, Menegola was one of your better players, and he came in. He was a late inclusion for Henderson, but completely different player. Yeah, exactly, and it meant that um, Harry Taylor had to play as a defender, which meant the the forward line dis- was uh, you know dysfunctional, and then when he would swing forward, the back line would be dysfunctional. It's just uh, they just don't have like, a very. It's a very fragile. They they don't have a plan B side. when something happens to that back line. Yeah, no, be- because they, they they sort of showed it last year, and it could have been a lot worse. I mean, uh, Lynch kicked three goals, five, and he's usually a dead eye dick. So yeah, he he played sensational. Actually, he was uh, in my shortlist for performers of the round. He's She's a good player, isn't he? Oh, he's the best. Such a leader. He's awesome. Um, Bulldogs Richmond, what a <laughs> farcical end to that game, and it was awesome. Uh, it's good because Richmond fans aren't usually massive on social media; like they're not big <laughs> social media users. So you didn't really you hear, don't much. hear from them. You yeah. don't hear from them, and we definitely didn't hear about that deliberate out of bounds from from their fans and how happy they were about it. <laughs> you touched on Sydney Brisbane, Melbourne Hawthorne. I thought was actually always on the cards because we don't really know where Melbourne are at, and we're going to touch on that later. And then mm. Frio Essendon. I thought Freo should have gone into that as favourites, to be honest with you. Yes, they did. aren't that good. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you, if you read it's just, it... It's just they were b- below Essendon on the line. Yeah. So if you read it like that, it's actually not that strange of a round of footy. Well, yeah. How, how many did you tip, Raps? Well, I got nine out of nine because I... <laughs> Piss I, off. I seriously did because I forgot to put my tips in because I may have had a couple of pints at lunch at work on Friday. <laughs> and by default, you get all the lower ranked teams. So I got nine from nine. <laughs> That's disgusting. Of all, the, of all the weeks to miss your tips, it's the oh, one no. where you get nine. Uh, we're going to do this earlier this week because the big fella's fired up and uh, we're going to talk about his topic on the back of it. The big fella's angry. It's Rudy's rant. Collingwood this week. I've had enough of hearing about all this uh, three games in 12 days garbage. You guys get the absolute easiest run of the fixtures. You get the pick of the fixtures. Everyone wants to play you at the MCG every year and uh, you get, uh, you, you get Anzac day every single year. And that happened to fall on a Tuesday this year. Then two weeks later, they specifically requested to play Carlton on the 125th anniversary. I, uh, at 210 on, on a yeah, Saturday. On a, I think they might've asked for either 210 or, or the, the night game. No, they asked uh, for 210. They did. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, that's even worse. And then, but it's, which means it's just not, the the ex, the excuse of uh, we've played too many games too soon just doesn't wash. You just can't have it both ways, unfortunately. Just uh, not good enough. Just be better at footy. Be better at managing your team. Well, it's easier said than done when you've got uh, Nathan Buckley at the helm. I've got to say that <laughs> it was so. I mean, I was watching it and I had a wedding, thankfully, so I didn't get to watch the second half. Well, technically, I did. I had my phone in between those books of hymns at the wedding because I was really religious. So I just was watching the footy in between the book of hymns. Uh, so very sacrilegious Classic. of me. But oh well, at, at least boys... it would have been sacrilegious not to do it. Right, well, you're right. But mate, I said to you boys earlier, Buckley is passing the blame more than Cassie Sainsbury at the moment because it was Pendlebury after Anzac Day. And then it was um, we won, and then he's like, "Oh, we're lucky to win because it was a short break," which you already touched on, Rudy. 
And then now, you know, three games in 12 days, you can't, we can't help that. We have Anzac Day, so you always know that these games are going to happen almost, you know, what, six to eight months in advance of when they actually happen. You get the fixture, and he's making this excuse. Suck shit. Well, it's not perfect. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> At least it didn't dampen Eddie Maguire's spirits. So have you boys heard this? Yuck. That, that's that's got to be old audio. Colin has one for ages. That was on <laughs> Saturday night. Well, we won... Uh, a week ago after against Rudy's mob. But anyway, yeah, that was on Sat- footy, Saturday night, 125-year anniversary. He got up there. It sounded like with the children's orchestra. Was there a glockenspiel in there at some point? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. It sounded like <laughs> someone was playing the glockenspiel. Um, <laughs> we, Why? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. The thing is, we, we've all spoken about this off-air that w- it was on the cards. We will lose to Essendon, we'll beat Geelong, and we'll lose to Carlton. And you know what? We'll probably come out and go very close with GWS. They, they did it last year. They rolled GWS. Well, they've yeah, been... on the back of uh, Travis Cloak's illegal gloves, if I uh, remember correctly, he uh, took a bunch of marks. Yeah, yeah. It, it was full <laughs> Lance Franklin against Brisbane, sort of. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then after that, um, we've got Hawthorne, Brisbane, Frio before the, the break. Frio away. I mean, it's two and five at the moment. Those games are winnable. All winnable. They're, they're also all losable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, you just, just don't, don't. Yeah, you don't know where Collingwood are at. Which really. means with the coaching sack race, Eth, are we down to one? Clearly. Well, I think the jury's still a little bit out on Rodney Eid, given that you know they're out of the top eight. And isn't the isn't hasn't the line been? Didn't um, was it Mark? Didn't Mark Evans say at some point, or he's been credited with saying somewhere that Eid's gone if they don't make the finals? Maybe I misremembered that. Maybe I dreamt not, that. Not sure if it was that straightforward. I, like if they finished tenth, for example, I don't think they could sack Rodney. If they if they went ten and twelve, that's an improvement on last year with a you know a slightly better run with injury and all that. I don't think they can sack it off the back of that. But he's he's still in the in the contention. But you know, behind daylight, nightlight, daylight, you know, forever behind Buckley. Mm. Uh, I think I think what you're referring to with Evans, I think Barrett has claimed that. Mark Evans is not a fan of Eid and basically wants him out. Yeah, at, at a good opportunity, okay. it doesn't look bad for the club because it, he just doesn't. He's the right man there, which is what you've been saying all along. You think it's I've, one I've of the weirdest that, decisions? Yeah, catch up. Yeah, since mm. they since they hired him, I said that. Yeah, yeah. but so who who's going to replace Buckley? I mean, I mentioned to you maybe Choco, and you boys looked at me like I was a bit uh, dazed from Choco the weekend. He's, he's on a pretty good. I'm pretty sure he's on a pretty good wicket at Ajax. He's, mm. but he's um, coaching in the like that amateur that 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 Jewish amateur team. Ajax, and I'm pretty sure he's earning six figures. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he is. I'm pretty sure he's earning quite a lot of coin. I think he'd be mad to come back to an AFL environment from that. Because plus, he, I reckon he might even be contracted for a long time there mm. as well. Because he, he, he'd last two years at Collingwood. Yeah, he's clearly not not the man there. Do they have any other um, you know club Swag. legends waiting in the wing? Scott Burns, but he's or he's there now. Yeah. So has he been tainted with the Buckley brush? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. Um, I, that would I, that'd be a back, that'd be a sideways move at mm. best. I reckon. I would be surprised if they didn't uh, seriously throw money at Alistair Clarkson. Um, and they're, yeah. they're just the sort of club that would throw two million a year at Clarko and say, "You want another job? You want somewhere and you mm. here you go." But everyone's saying he's just really difficult to work work for and work with Clarko because he's because he's just so passionate and he has a million ideas and. 
999,995 will be shit, <laughs> yeah. but five of them will be just majestic. Uh, yeah. Luke Beveridge, Brendan Bolden. Yeah. Um, who else? Damien Hardwick. Um, Chris Fagan. Oh, there's one more that I just thought of and I forgot. Well, you but said... Ex, Ex-Clarko. Ex-Clarko Disciples. Yeah. Uh, Adam Simpson, you said? Adam yeah, Simpson. Adam that Simpson. was the yeah. other one. Yeah, um, but, I mean, yeah you, they all disagree. Well, you mentioned uh, Rats. Brett yes, Ratton. So, I so did. you think he's got potential to coach Collingwood? I think if if Collingwood sack Buckley and you know all signs are pointing towards the fact they will, um, I think they should look at him. I really, I really think they do because Carlton, you know, you had five or six years at Carlton. They weren't bad years. They, they made finals under him. They made a semi final under him once or once or twice. I think he's also got the Clarko factor. He's now he's he's done his coaching stint at Carlton. Now he's gone under Alistair Clarkson and learned a few more things in premiership years as well. He was there in. I think 2015, maybe 2014 as well. He, he's he's got he's got a good background to him. The, the players love him too. If you believe the hype, yeah. Um, would it make it harder for a, a Ratten type to go to Collingwood because of the Carlton connection? Like, do you remember how um, Matty Knight's got treated at Essendon? Yeah, yeah, that's like Essendon. They are an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, they no, are I know, I know much. that, I know that. But like Collingwood are also Collingwood. Well, Moltas went to no. Carlton, and that. Kind of backfired. Yeah, he basically he more or less went there out of spite, though. I still think yeah. that. I mean, I'm, I'm mates with his son. I might ask him, and I think it might have been like an inside job there. Like he just wanted to, to agent, gut, agent Moldhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> agent Moldhouse. Sort of I don't. Stuff. I don't Put his beret on, and I'm not sure scarf. he went there with a huge amount of love for Collingwood, mate. No, he did. <laughs> I can I can categorically say he did not go there with <laughs> a lot of love. Uh, and the last one, maybe Stuart Jew, but I reckon oh, he's yeah. pretty safe at Sydney, and I think he might get that Sydney job within I, 12, yeah. four, 24 mm. months. I, yeah, I'd, I'd say that the. Uh, yeah, I reckon he'll probably be given that Sydney job at some point. He's knocked back three or four full-time head coach jobs, I think, mm. since he's been in Sydney. Uh, I, yeah, he has, hasn't he? Mm. I, like he hasn't, it's been something he hasn't applied for and stuff like that. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. been floated for a few. Mm. All right, as the resident Melbourne supporter here, I'll ask you first before Rude and I give you our opinion, but where is your I'm looking, team? I'm looking forward to this. Where things. is your team at? Oh, I don't know. I was, I was besides tenth and three and four. <laughs> besides tenth and three and four, um, oh, I don't know. They're, I was, I was saying to you guys off air. They, they're just going to be everything is pointing towards them being that team that finishes out of the eight, and you know we just look at them and think they really shouldn't be there because that they'll they'll be ten and twelve or eleven and eleven with a percentage of one hundred and ten because they've walled a few teams because they are that good, but. They've thrown games away. They've they've just fallen asleep in first and last quarters at times. And uh, I was I posted on Twitter yesterday that they've either led or had scores level in every game this season, mm. all seven, and they're three and four. Yeah, that that that's just frightening. They have a habit of a, a good following a good performance with um, a performance. That is clearly a result of them consuming their own bath water. Mm. <laughs> I, like, I think that's and, what's happened in the week. They, they... Last week wasn't a good performance from Melbourne either. They, you know, they were very much in a tussle with Essendon, who aren't as good a yeah, side. Yeah, but they as them they, for they a accelerated half. away in the in the second half. But they they but won, I, I and then they've gone. Oh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll we'll smash this mob. We, you know, we've seen how they play. They've just lost to the Saints by seventy five points. We'll, we'll have this mob. Don't don't worry about mm. it. And then before they can blink, they're five goals down. Yeah, I, I, if, if Melbourne was remotely serious, they would have won by ten goals yesterday. They, they are piss weak, and they are uh, they're they're soft, and they they get they get ahead of themselves. They they need they're still there is still a poor culture at that club. Mm. I reckon. They they just all, all they need is 
maybe twelve months of learning how to win. And they spent uh, they spent just spent the last few years learning how to. to well, I mean, <laughs> they've, sorry, they've, they've, when Paul Ruse got there, for 10 years. when Paul Ruse got there, years is what I'm he saying. taught them how to play. But then they. You know, they learned how to win last year. They've had some great wins in the last couple of years. I and mean, they beat Geelong down in Geelong. They beat Hawthorne last year. Mm. They've had some very good wins. That they, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be, just, they're pissing away a year with this shit. Mm. Like, did, yeah. You just, like, I, I thought that Jordan Lewis turning up would, would be the catalyst for this kind of garbage to stop. He, he, and he comes back in his, you know, his first game against his old mob, which kicked him out. And they're down by four goals a quarter time. Yeah, it was, it's, it's bullshit, mate. Like, I'd. If I were a Melbourne fan, I'd be, I'd be more angry about this now than you know, the you know in the last few years. Really, be, uh, I wasn't a I'd very happy as, man at work. I'd be as angry no, now <laughs> as I as I would have been after Geelong beat you by thirty goals in Geelong well, in two thousand eleven. I wrote this morning that there are bigger cock teas to their fans than late nineteen nineties Pamela Anderson because really they, they <laughs> seriously a, a are. Yeah. I mean, they're three and four. You you beat St Kilda in round one, who started off slow. And then Carlton and Essendon, your next three games before the bye are Adelaide at Adelaide. You'll lose by about 340 points. <laughs> North Melbourne, who are playing pretty decent football, although, has, I mean, we'll see how Ben Brown's shoulder comes up. He played out the game, but we'll see there. And then Gold Coast, who are also playing some good footy, and that's in Darwin. Mm. Who have, mm, boy. You know, yeah. You're historically poor in Darwin? Melbourne? No, oh, they've won a couple. Okay. Beat, beat Freo there last year for whatever that... Holds very the least relevant game of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of three fans who went to watch that. Uh, so we're all obviously listening to Triple M yesterday, and uh, you're actually in the box with the commentators yesterday. Yeah, it was, yep. um, and they had Rodney Eat on. And now, obviously, Sunday uh, it's the China game or the China game, as Trump would say, between uh, Gold Coast and Port Adelaide. And uh, Eat had this to say: I guess you can't get a direct flight there. You know, by the time we leave here, catch a bus to Brisbane and be there a couple of hours earlier. It'll be about 20 hours, 21 hours by the time we get there. So not many players are in business. So uh, an exit rose and all that sort of thing. So the tall players, that smog you talk about, hopefully there's no respiratory problems. We we won't take any players who have got asthma or have got some respiratory, respiratory problems anyway. Two things I take out of that. I find it extraordinary that the AFL and Port Adelaide have pushed so hard for this game, yet they can't afford and won't allow all the players to get to fly business class when it's, he said, a 20-hour trip, basically from the Gold Coast to China. And they're seriously thinking about not taking players with respiratory problems because of the smog in China, which is supposed to be off its head. This is a fucking shambles, this China game. This is so rubbish. I just, I cannot wait for just like the next seven days of footy talk because it's all going to be lambasting this game and how farcical and how stupid it's become. They can't get business class for players. You were, you know, performing a business and going to China and, you know, doing what they're professionally paid to do. Not to mention, you know, Virgin is a sponsor of the AFL. Yeah, backed by a bloody billion dollar company. Mm. Like, how hard is it? Like, when when was this game announced? Uh, 12 months ago? Yeah, yeah, it was. They've had 12 months to book flights. And it started fast school there with Aaron Hall, and I, I can't remember who the other player was saying, oh, I might be injured that game. You know, the, yeah. players, the, the players don't want to go. Ede doesn't want to go. The only person who wants to fucking go is Koshy, who will talk this thing up massively, but his team's still wearing the away jumper. <laughs> he's, I'll, I'll, I'll be taking sick leave if I was a player. I'll, 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 I'll just say, nah, piss off. I can't, I can't I've got sudden this. onset asthma. Yeah. I can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ede... Was clearly furious about it, yeah, and he was pretty keen to. Uh, to uh, that was a throwaway line. Like 
um, Howie just asked him that more or less as a, you know, like a, a soft question. He was expecting the, uh, oh, yeah, 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 it's going to be great, you know, taking the game. But no, he was, he was furious about that. He really, uh, and I, yeah, like, like you guys said, I can't say I necessarily blame him. It sounds like it's going to be a, a joke. Like it's, uh, it's a 20, 21 hours in transit. It's like playing a game in, in, in London or, you know, or, or, or India or something. It's, yeah. it's insane. It is ins- And there's 10,000 tickets sold. Um, most of them will be there's expats. All- yeah. There's no televised, this game's not televised in China. They haven't bought, no one's bought the rights for it in China. Like everything about this game is a joke. There'll be 10,000 people there. That's not many. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what else, I, that's, I don't understand what we're going to do. Do we want to grow the game in China? What's it really going to achieve? What's the end game? What's the end game of it? Growing the game in China. I'd, it's just, it's strange. It's a strange one. I'd yeah. just, uh, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. By the way, uh, part of the problem is that there's a, a severe dust storm enveloping northern China at the moment. It's covering 1.6 million square kilometres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about the size of Western oh, Australia. Right. That's Roughly. massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to, to quote someone from our Facebook comments, it's footy and it's geography. Thanks for that, Rudy. I really appreciate that. That could be our weird take of the week, but things got even weirder, uh, Rudy. Yeah. Um, last, I think it was Thursday, uh, the rules committee met up. I think the, the think there was always a plan for them to meet up after round six. I don't think it was an emergency thing. But uh, naturally, all eyes were on the deliberate decision. It's been, uh, you know, there's been at least one call every week pretty much three or four every week, uh, that have, uh, confused the fans. It's fair to say. And, uh, Simon Lethlean said something along the lines of that. It's not actually a deliberate out of bounds rule. It's more like a, uh, an insufficient intent rule. What? Yeah. And I thought that was pretty weird that they're trying to redefine laws on the fly. Can you, what was it called again? Uh, insufficient intent, what? insufficient intent. So, uh, you know, they, ha- they have, the umpire now, I assume, is instructed to uh, interpret the intent of the player, and if he has, if the player hasn't uh, intended strongly enough for it to get it to a teammate, then it becomes deliberate out of bounds. It's uh, um, Luke Beveridge asked if it was an ep- we were in an episode of Faulty Towers the other night, <laughs> but they, they were pretty strong on it. But I, it's the the whole thing is just it's. I don't necessarily mind where the rule is going, but they just need to make it clearer because it confuses literally everyone. Like the umpires don't know what the rule is. Players don't know what the rule is. Fans definitely don't know what the rule is. No, it, not at all. Just, just, just sort it out. Like, are they trying to soften us up for some kind of move to a last touch free kick the way they do in the Sandful? It, it seems, it actually seems like they have an agenda because that's political jargon. And when you hear political jargon, usually there's something behind it. Left lean is a lawyer, isn't he? I'm pretty sure that's his background law. Yeah, so it's possibly. A, not a surprise he can, uh, he can obfuscate. I mean, <laughs> literally, I didn't think that rule could get any more confusing. And you've just, well, made that more confusing with what yeah. he's just said. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird take. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're right. It is a weird take. Uh, we've got to wrap things up, boys. As always, we're going to do uh, Give Me Something. I'll go first with this one. Uh, something I'm looking forward to this, this weekend. Friday night footy. I think West Coast Western Bulldogs is going to be an absolute cracking game of football. And I'm going to go out in the limp here because the Bulldogs have been a little bit off the boil. I think West Coast is going to win by six goals plus because they're playing at home. <laughs> uh, that, that's the main. Well, thing. that worked in the be. elimination final last year, didn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> also, just quickly uh, on the Bulldogs, my boy Jack Redpath, not only nine months out from an ACL, boots six goals back uh, 
Yeah, the first game in the AFL desperately needed. The fact that that was an opener for the AFL game, I love that. I absolutely love that. Mm. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Essendon and Geelong. I reckon these two teams are a little bit more evenly matched than uh, perhaps it would appear. Mm. I think this could actually be... Uh, sums, I, I think, sums it up for Geelong. It's lower place size, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they did this last year. Had like had a couple of really uh, really poor losses. Carlton, like Carlton, yeah. Kilda. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm interested to see uh, how this goes down in the country game at the MCG. Have <laughs> really you, you got that weird fence with the wheat on your jumper again? Maybe. I don't know. I can understand Geelong being involved in the country game, but Essendon, that doesn't make much sense to me. Like, yeah, I think Essendon has an airport. I don't even think there's one blade of grass in Tullamarine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the ring road. <laughs> weird. Uh, quickly, I know we've got to move on, but uh, I have actually thought Braden Parfit was a big out for you guys. Uh, bec- mm. For such a young player... You missed him against the Gold Coast. Well, I, I think he's a better player. Or, you know, he offers more to Geelong than uh, Sam Menegola. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good call. Heath? Uh, I'm looking forward to Carlton St Kilda. Um, Carlton win this game, which, you know, I wouldn't rule them out because of the way they've sucked teams down to their level this season. And they're 4-4. Four and four. Mm. That's huge for them. And, like, St Kilda, like, they've been good over the last few weeks. They've done but. <laughs> You know, Carlton have really dragged teams down to their level this season. They play... Where, they, where is it? Do you, it's at Eddie Head. Eddie Head. Saints must be favourite Eddie Head. Sure. The Saints are favourites Eddie Head. But Carlton just drags and killed it down to their level and they keep this close. And they are... They're going to be a chance. And, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. I've just... Uh, I've just uh, happened upon an interesting stat literally just this second. Apparently last week, Matthew Boyd... Or the other night, Matthew Boyd went past Brent Harvey is the man with the most disposals at Eddie Head Stadium. On that, uh, on that blockbuster note, uh, time to wrap up the uh, the podcast. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Twitter. At I reckon the public were frothing for that information. <laughs> at Greenfield Post. Also, check, it us, check us out on Facebook and the website, of course, greenfieldpost.com.au. Until next Monday, where Ethan won't be here, we'll see if we can find some someone to fill some his place. There's, there's no one. <laughs> some <laughs> schmuck. We'll catch you next week. Catch up.